This is Fleet. This is the Theater Meets Critic Podcast, a podcast specializing in all things theater, hosted by the one and only Oliver Boone, featuring a special guest every week. This is the Theater Meets Critic Podcast. Theater, actors, LA, New York, Paris, Berlin. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Theater Meets Critic podcast. I am your host, Oliver Boone, and today we have on the show Alan Williamson. (laughs) Welcome, buddy. So glad we can finally do this. I know, right? Hey, and thanks for um, setting this up, dude. I I was uh, excited to see. Um, your list of other podcasters, there's some I haven't even heard, so I got to go back and listen to some of those. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, no, it's been really fun so far. Like, it's just great getting to know about people and, like, their careers. And also, like, the little performance bit at the end. Like, some people um, just <laughs> blown me away. That's awesome. You're fun. So, yeah, like, the start, the start of the podcast is really just kind of like a low-key interview. Just getting to know. I mean, I'm just, I mean, we've been friends for a little while, but, like, I'm still yeah. so interested in your career. Can you tell me like what like how you started out with acting? Yeah, um, for sure. And back at you, man. I've I've loved watching everything that you do. So it's been it's been a real blast being your friend, dude. Um, let, let me see. Starting way back in the day. So I I don't know. I wasn't like I didn't grow up doing theater or um, acting. You know, in school. I I went to a small school, so I didn't even have that option many times. But um. I did, I did compete one time. I was, I had an English teacher and, uh, she kind of made me, she made the entire class perform in this, uh, regional and statewide, uh, uh, exercise. And I had to compete with a humorous monologue and I had never done anything. I didn't even know what the word monologue meant, <laughs> but, um, I did it for a grade and, uh, everybody seemed to love it. And, so that kind of took off. That that gave me the bug of performance. You ever heard and of Miss Stevens? No. With Timothy wait, wait. Chalamet, you'd like that film. It's about like a kid that does a mon- goes to a monologue competition with his English teacher. Ah, <laughs> you yeah, should check it, it out. Sounds like I do need to. You said with Timothy Sh- Timothy uh, T- Timothy Chalamet. Yeah, it was like one of his first films. Okay. okay. Wow. Yeah, I'll definitely check that out. That's fun. Uh, continue. Miss oh, okay. Right. <laughs> So um, then it wasn't until about halfway through college. I was, I was studying finance, but um, in, in college, uh, I had a friend who was uh, in the arts, and um, we went out to dinner, a group of us, and the waiter was also a theater performer, and uh, they were speaking, and he said, would you like to go audition for, I mean, are you going to audition tonight? And he said, yeah, after this. He's like, actually... Let's all just go audition. And we were like, uh, okay, let's just do it. <laughs> so uh, about 40 of us from this dorm hall walked in because uh, it was open call audition. And the director's mouth about dropped because she wasn't expecting that many people to audition. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> so she had us all audition at the same time first just to weed us out. Um, I landed a part and I just kept doing the stage performances ever since. Uh, uh, what was, was the play? What, what was the part? That was 12 Angry Men. So, um, oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> that was my first performance ever. Yeah, that was fun. I, I didn't quite understand much. Um, 
And, and, you know, being on stage the first time, like it, it struck me when I first walked out on opening night and I didn't even realize my heart was going to start pounding like that. I was like, what are you doing? You're, you're a finance guy. You're not a stage guy, but, um, uh, took and ran with it ever since and never looked back. Nice. Yeah. I mean, we met, we actually met in England yeah. at the Bristol Vic during a summer course. I know you, mm-hmm. you actually went for the, uh, MA after, didn't you? Right. Right. And yeah, uh, the next year, as a matter of fact, um, cause it was while we were taking that summer course, I found out about the, the MA program. Yeah. That was fun, man. I had a lot of fun with you. We, that was a ball. <laughs> I remember, I, I remember you, you had to like, you had to, you left early because you were invited to a wedding. Right. <laughs> yeah. Like out of nowhere. Yep. Yeah. I'd love to, I miss, I miss England, man. I, I'm hoping to go back, uh, as soon as things open up again, I'd like to be right back over there for a minute. Fingers crossed. It's yeah. Hopefully sooner rather than later. Oh Yes. Yeah. What uh, what what brought you to LA exactly? Um, well after school, I uh I knew that I wouldn't be able to consistently find work in the field that we love um in my I don't know, mid-Atlantic towns in Virginia, North Carolina. Um, cause I also wanted to perform more on film than on stage at this point. And you know, LA is one of the places where it's at. I did, I did try Atlanta right before that, but the traffic was worse than LA. So LA just seemed like a better fit. <laughs> yeah. I remember like I've, when we first met, like I, I looked up your IMDB and I remember you were in a abduction with Taylor Lautner and you're yeah. playing such like you're playing what like the jerk boyfriend yeah which you did a good job with it it's like you're such but you're such like a nice and friendly guy in real life that's only my facade man the douche is the real inner me no I'm kidding I'm joking <laughs> nice <laughs> no that's yeah. a fun that's a fun character it's um being the jerk is always always a fun change of things yeah, for me, like my my dream role. I actually I watched uh, the movie It for the first time oh, yesterday. You did? The new yeah, one, yeah, like the remake. I've only ever seen the Tim Curry one, and I've kind of right. sworn by that. But um, what's his name? Phil Finn Wolfhart. Yeah, his character of Ricky. That's like that's like my dream role in terms of what I want to do with my life. I want to be the guy whose friends have to apologize for him <laughs> for just <laughs> speaking out. Just nonsense. I don't help at all. I mean, situation. I'm not going to lie. I've already apologized for you before. Like, you know, we had a cookout and you I had to apologize on, on behalf of your antics. So it's, it's, yeah, it's not going to be a stretch. Next, I swear, next barbecue, I'll keep my clothes on. <laughs> that was fun, though. What, what I saw, you know, when I, what I saw at that barbecue was like, you are a, like a great networker. What would your advice be in terms of just like being able to like reach out to like other people? Yeah, by other my, creatives. Exactly. I it, my almost all of my work right now in in bills being paid and everything is not coming from cold auditions, but coming from the network angle. And I think the biggest thing about network is I'm not trying to network. A lot of people put the cart before the horse, and they want to give out their business card, and they want what's in it for me. 
but I erase that and I just enjoy being friends. Yeah. And I think the networking comes from a true valued friendship first. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think as soon as you use the word, like, as soon as you think to yourself you're networking with someone, you've already kind of lost the battle. Yes. you got to yep. treat people like humans. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and developing those friendships, that's how we rise together. You know, I heard it, you know, not just trying to get ahead, but, you know, the filling the water in the port will rise all the ships together. Oh, that's a good one. I've never heard that one before. Yeah. Yeah, it's a... Uh, it's a piratey term, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, you, you play. I remember you you uh, messaged me a while back asking help with like a pirate, like a was it like a Cockney accent for a pirate role? Um, actually, uh, that was one of the angles, but we chose to go with more of an RP accent for that character. Oh, you did, yeah, yeah. And we're not finished. Um, the the producers of that are pitching what we have filmed and they're trying to hopefully get it picked up and at least make it a series on some platform. So there's actually a lot more roles in the future that they have already written out. That's awesome. Yeah. So, Hey, keep, keep your, uh, get a, get my accent. Yeah. Keep your accent, get a pirate patch, maybe cut off a leg and put a peg leg there. Get a parrot. <laughs> do, you, I, do, do you remember when I? Do you remember when um, I gave you? I gave. I think I gave my video back. I was in makeup as an old man, like yes. a bushy bit. I still yeah. have that to fall back nice. on, or for a good laugh. <laughs> yeah, it's good. I look like the people said I look like the um, the king from Shrek too. Oh, I can see that now that they say that, but no, not too much. I mean, it wasn't oh. he a frog. <laughs> he was a frog. He had, he had frog features. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I, since this quarantine, I feel like I've got some more frog f- features. Me I'm just too, like man. really letting myself go. Uh, I know. I keep trying to work out, but like the initiative is getting harder and harder. The motivation. Yeah. Tell me what you're doing at the minute during like the quarantine. Like you're still, and you're still keeping busy. Yeah. So I guess since. I mean, first of all, to even get plugged in with the bigger networks is is always difficult. But um, since that's even taken a big hiatus, um, there's a lot of people trying to be creative and um, generate, you know, more content. And I guess a big thing is just being well aware of what's out there, who's trying to do what. And so far, I'm working with three different projects currently that are trying to get off the ground and be ready as soon as uh, things let up in their individual areas. Nice. Like, yeah. uh, you, you seem to, be, you seem to have like a real like knack for commercial work as well. And like, I know I, some actors, I think it's more actors starting out. They can sometimes see commercial work very negatively, but you right. always seem to have and fun with I, it. Yeah, I, I do enjoy commercial work as well. Um, it, it most commercial work these days, of course, takes an element of comedy. I mean, that's where yeah most commercials go, either towards comedy or towards you know that feel good, um, heartfelt. And both of those do take a bit of of talent. It takes it takes work. It takes acting to have that com- comedic improv on a commercial, or to um, be able to tug at the heartstrings of the viewer within a thirty-second span, you got to you got to do it fast, which which actually is a whole another ball game, and and it's quite fun actually. Nice, yeah. I I think uh, 
Uh, I mean, I know when I, when, I, when I started out, I used to think of commercial work very much just like, oh, like, you know, I don't want to do it. I want to do, I want to be an artist. Right. <laughs> like, I don't want to be selling anything. <laughs> but then, you know what? It's, it's part, like, I think it's part of, I think it's part of the business. And if yes. you, you have to see, you, you have to see acting more as like, what can you, like, you're, you're giving your services, mm-hmm. you know? Right. But I think and it's very, it's the same as networking as well, where yes. you have to, you can't go in with that like sense of desperation of like, I want, I want to sell you this project. It's about being a human being. Right. And that's where the talent comes from. And it's interesting that you said networking also in the commercial aspect, because I've discovered that almost half of the directors on these commercials are also doing their own feature films, not only independent, but some are, you know, having star names within these films. When I looked up, uh, for instance, I did a a commercial this year for a director. And when I looked him up on IMDb, he had star names on his most recent two films that he produced. And that blew me away. I was not seeing that coming. Oh, awesome. Nice. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. You know, whoever knows, like in the future. Right. I mean, I think, yeah, I think, I think, I think all about this business is just, it's about building relationships, mm-hmm. you know, coming prepared, doing the work, not being a jerk. That's like, that's like the number one rule of advice I hear everywhere well, not, I go. Not being a Don't jerk, be a jerk. call action. If they call action, you got to be a jerk sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> that's true. No, no, that's my rule. I'm, I won't be a jerk. Okay. All right, Mr. Mr. Wolfhard. Yeah. <laughs> I, I honestly like I have the same wardrobe as that guy. Like it's just I'm I I have the wardrobe of like a Hawaiian like a like a forties dad. I just wear a bunch of Hawaiian you do. shirts, and I love that. Yeah, Charles. no, I remember. Yep, I've I've yeah, always seen you in a Hawaiian shirt. Yeah, yeah. You're not wearing one today, are you? <laughs> no, but I can. I'm right next to my wardrobe in my little makeshift sound studio. Like I you can have just to put I can on. just put on one. Yes, on. <laughs> put it on. What is that? This is. So this is my Hawaiian shirt. It is uh, tropical, it's pa- tropical palms, and uh, women in bikinis and sun lounges. <laughs> oh dear! This I swear, I swear, Finn Finn Wolfhart wears like the exact same thing in it. No way! I didn't notice that. Yeah. Now I have to Google this. It is so similar. It is so similar. Well, bro, you're better looking. So I mean. You know, there's that. Oh, he's also what? He's like 14. <laughs> I don't know. That's what it is. I don't like for Wolfhart here. This his people. His his people. You know, take me out. Come see me as competition. Yeah, yeah. Well, we go, I mean, yeah, we the, go for the same roles. You look 14 shave. too, except that yeah, you got the facial hair going. So yeah, if I <laughs> shave, I'll look 14. Right. That's why I keep it on. Good move. So girls will like me. Nice. Oh, I'm sure they like you, uh, even if you were 14. Well, well. So anyway, <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, tell me, tell me, what does acting mean to you? What acting means to me? Well, um, as a society, I suppose I don't want to get too deep because I'm not always too deep of a person. But for real, though, as as a society, we're always evolving, looking for improvement. Humanity is always trying to advance and get better. And acting is one of, of course, we all know it's one of the oldest professions. And that is 
a litmus test of where we're headed, where we've been, and where we possibly can go. So I enjoy helping not just myself. It's, it's a selfish standpoint would be me only focused on my own projects all the time. But I enjoy being a part of other people's projects because collectively that is humanity. And it's, it's just good to spread myself out and help other people show their imagination and where we can go or tell the story of where we've been. Nice. Sorry, sorry to get so deep. That was. I oh, know. I enjoyed it. I mean, it was also quite <laughs> deep. It's. I mean, it was a deep question to ask in many ways. Like, you know, what would you expect? <laughs> if like, I don't know if you said, love, "What does acting mean?" Man, that's. <laughs> yeah. But if you ask a question like, "What does acting mean to you?" If it's like money, cash, bills, like. <laughs> they're both good answers. But yeah, I mean, for me, acting is, you know, it's, pretty, it's literally just putting yourself in someone else's shoes and watching it for amusement. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, it's funny you mentioned the money thing because I, I have come across friends who, who do say, you know, they're in it for the money. And while I respect that, at the same time, there are so many better avenues and venues that are quite easier and a lot quicker to make a bunch of cash. Absolutely. Unless you're like, unless you're born with this like, you know, God-given gift for acting, yeah. Like there are there are a lot less um, heartbreaking, <laughs> gut-wrenching <laughs> careers you could take. Right. <laughs> Javier Bardem. Javier Bardem. I've I've read that he uh, he's very much he's very much a painter, mm. and he does acting to pay the bills. Interesting. Which is so interesting because yeah. he's incredible. Yeah. And you know, I love it when I see sometimes actors, uh, I'll get upset because I don't see them anymore. I'm like, what happened to this person? And you find out they got out of the biz and then every now and then they'll try to get back in the biz and it's a lot harder for them. But I actually respect that because just because we have chosen a path in life doesn't mean we can't change at any time and then rechange our minds. It's you're we're, we're always evolving. We're not the same person every day. So we can go do something different and we can always come back to this. I love that. Yeah. I, I was talking to my last uh, guest, Trevor Wolves. Uh, he, he was talking about how uh, Rick Moranis, yes. he's coming back. Right. To do, to do I uh, think, Honey, I Shrunk uh, reboot or something. Yeah, exactly. It's probably, I don't know if he's shrinking them or if he's growing them. Yeah. I love that man. Yeah. He's really, he's brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. Last movie we reviewed was a uh, uh, little shop of horrors. Little shop of horrors, right? Yeah, I missed that yeah. one. And yeah, he was he was good in that too. Yeah, I think they're doing a reboot of that, aren't they? Um, I well, I hope. Oh, I, I don't know. I don't know how I'd feel about that. It's such a good movie. <laughs> it is. Yeah. Uh, yeah, well, what they, are your, to, they do a reboot of everything, don't they? Yeah, what are your what, what are your thoughts on like reboots? I mean, like right now Disney is going through so many. I know they're. Uh, are they are they trying to do it for the cash? Are they trying to yeah. just milk oh, the yeah, society? Most definitely, they're doing it for the cash, and that's which where, isn't a bad thing. It's a it is a business, but yeah, but uh, I don't know when when they're trying to do it just to milk the population. I don't know. I need to be careful what I say. I don't want anyone coming after me either. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> Dis- Disney's going to own my podcast by the time yeah. this finishes. <laughs> some reboots are amazing and some are a flop. And I guess it'll always be that way. 
Yeah, I mean, I'm not. A fa- I don't know like any of the Disney reboots where I felt like there isn't something that I got out of it that wasn't in the original. Maybe That's Cinderella. True. Cinderella, honestly, was probably my favorite one. That had Helena Bonham Carter as right. like a fairy godmother. I, I haven't seen that one. That was actually right. I think I think Chris Pine is the is the prince. I forget mm. who I forget who Cinderella was played by, which is the main part. But yeah, <laughs> I mean, I I do enjoy. Whatever. I'll go see the reboots. You know, I, I do like yeah. to watch them. But um, you're right. I don't. There's nothing new that you take away. At least that I felt either. One last question. Uh, what projects do you have coming up at the minute? Um, right now, you said I think, you have three going? Or? Yeah, yeah. Um, one of them is a little bit bigger, and the other two are more... Um, what, one is an indie with a friend. Another is a uh, fan film somebody is doing. And um, mainly, I'm gearing up to do this period drama for a company called 1663 Media Arts. And um, they're going to be telling the story of a, I guess he was a clergyman in the 1600s, um, uh, getting persecution from uh, another religious institution here when he was in America. So that's why I'm growing the beard right now. And um, we're looking to be shooting that soon. And I believe they are coupling that with another film that they're doing and they're pitching that to their investors uh, pretty soon. Nice. That's exciting. I mean, you're using that RP that you learned again, I'm guessing, in England. Um, I need to get back on that ball, man. uh, (laughs) I've been slacking for sure. You can always message me. Yes, Uh, you know I will. I'll wear a different costume every time. (laughs) Keep it fresh. Yes. Show up as a pilgrim one day. You have to do that. Nice. Filthy pilgrim. (laughs) Okay, so anyway, we're going to move on to the next segment, which is stage or screen. We review beloved plays adapted into films. Mm. Tell us what film we're talking about this week, Alan. Let's see. That, That was also stage, right? Yeah. You know, we'll wait, you know what we know what we're talking about. Yes. Twelve Angry Men. Twelve Angry Men. Yeah. <laughs> From 1957. I did not know that was your first ever like stage role. That's yes. so cool. That's so cool. Yeah. It, it was it was really fun because um I learned so much about theater that that during that time. Um I didn't know that you could slant the floor so steeply i think we almost had the floor at a, a 45 degree angle and i was like how are we going yeah how are we going to walk on this how are, how are we going to have the table in the middle stay normalized but they made it work and during the performance you don't i didn't even realize we were slanted oh wow who did you play in the stage adaptation? i think he was yeah i think he was juror number 12 which uh is the advertising guy he's he seems a little disconnected to what's happening um but i think that that was perfect for me because if anyone was the most disconnected it was the new guy so uh i was able to (laughs) i was able to coast on that character during that time i caught you (laughs) so yeah for anyone that doesn't know 12 angry man is about 12 jurors 
who have to decide the fate of a teenage boy who has been accused of murdering his father. Yep. And at the beginning, at the beginning of the story, you have eleven jurors that think he's guilty, and one person that doesn't. He's unsure. And then, as the as the spoilers, I guess, just in case, as the movie <laughs> and the play, as the story goes on, all the jurors start to change their minds, and there's so much doubt that gets thrown in, and you just see this raw emotion, and just. It's such a microcosm of like uh, humanity in that room. Oh yeah, I, it's I was blown. I was blown away by this film. It felt so, it felt so modern for nineteen fifty seven. I it was really did. Yes, I was amazed, and I loved like the ca- the camera shots, how they like creep in. Mm-hmm. Um, this is what this is. I read this online. Um, the director he would um he would like at the at the beginning he aims the camera like uh higher right higher yeah yeah mm-hmm. he, he aimed the camera higher to give the most or oh, actually maybe he did it lower <laughs> lower <laughs> higher yeah it starts out higher and slowly comes it to like mid range yeah it creeps in creeps lower down and so like lower, the room yeah. gets more and more claustrophobic right yes unbelievable yeah it really was especially for that day well i mean so so i mean you've been you you know you've you've been in the play and you've watched the film as well Mm -hmm. give me some comparisons (laughs) oh (laughs) okay um as far as comparisons i i like think of the film oh i love the film it's it's always a go-to i I have to confess, I have not seen the 1997 version yet. That's okay. Um, oh, we don't. We don't really talk about the 1997 version. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay. I do want to see it though. I heard uh, George C. Scott is in that, and I, I, yeah. I really like him as and well. And Jack Lemmon. Yeah, Jack Lemmon. Yep, I think he plays the lead juror. He does, um, which surprised yeah. me. Yeah, I wouldn't put him as that. Yeah, but I, I would have a hard time because uh, Fonda did such a, a phenomenal job being that guy. That was, uh, he's very moving, showing his face. But I um, think he was the only star in that, wasn't he? Yes. Uh, Klugman um, kind of, I think I recognized his face uh, early on because he was also the TV series Odd Couple. And um, Oh, was he? Yeah, he ended up having a long uh, career in acting as well. I think he died in, uh, I guess, a couple of years ago. Um, but yeah, he's a familiar face in there. Um, I can't, I don't necessarily recognize anybody else that was in that. Yeah. Maybe it's just my lack of knowledge of like fifties. Yeah. I mean, I, I think I, I think I know the more famous ones, but maybe yeah. at the time, maybe <laughs> just Henry Fonda. Yeah. Well, Henry Fonda, I mean, yeah, surpassed them above and beyond by far. Even at that time, I, didn't he, he like helped produce that one, didn't he? I he must he have. Yes. Yeah. I think it started out. It, it actually started out as a tele, like a tele play. I didn't know that. Yeah. Wow. But then, but then I think it it got p- picked up just because it was so. It was just so good and so yeah. engaging. Right. Uh, I, I do. He, I do hear that people use uh, use it for um, in classes for for law school. Oh really? That that's what I've heard all over the world. It. I mean, it doesn't. It doesn't surprise me honestly. It. 
well, yeah, when I when I was watching it, I just you know there 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 are certain there are certain moments when you're kind of like uh, you're kind of thinking, okay, maybe this is dated like a little bit, yeah, <laughs> like we're just with some of the characters, right? Before, but bef- before a lot of it, it, I a lot of a lot of older movies can sometimes suffer with how how much like a modern generation's attention span has like mm-hmm. quickened, but that movie just it went through the paces so well. Like yes. I was hooked from beginning to end. Oh man, and that that pacing has to be spot on with all of the performers. Yeah, I mean, we I, I remember for our rehearsal for practice, we had to do that um, action where you're sitting down and uh, we're sitting in a circle. Uh, we used to go to this um, fountain uh, spot, and every all all the uh, twelve. Uh, guy, well, thirteen guys. You have the um, the uh, officer, but uh, we all yeah. get when you when your line comes in, you get up and you begin speaking, and you just keep walking it around this fountain. And then when someone gets up to have the discussion or the dialogue with you, they're both going around in circle. And as soon as the next guy has to speak, and the other guy stops, he sits down. The other one jumps up, and we had to be spot on. And that's how you could tell. You know, that's how we practiced our pacing together and then take it into the stage. And uh, that that was a workout that I had never seen before. And I don't know if I've seen it again to that caliber. I, I would really like to use that. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I, I like I the idea. I mean, you have to, for, for, a, for, a, for a, a show like that, you have to be so connected with, with your everybody. Scene oh yeah. Okay. I yeah. Mean, especially, uh, especially when there's like four actors that begin speaking one on top of the other on top of the other like that when they're in the arguments. That's such a such a difficult dance. I mean, I imagine the same as like uh, the, there's this there's this play that's become really popular. It's called The Wolves, mm. which is about a, a women's soccer team, mm-hmm. and I've I've seen that a few times. I've had a couple friends in different shows and they, they become such a unit afterwards. Like I know like one cast, they actually like, they would work out every single day together. Nice. Something like that. I feel like 12 angry men is like a version of that where, I mean, oh, even yeah. though, even though there's quite a lot of conflict, you still just have to kind of, you know, I, I always think when you, when, you know, when you have to have like a big, like emotional scene, wherever it's like love or anger, you have to, you have to really, you have to really know the other person. Right. Yes. I'm, I'm still close friends to this day with at least half of them. Nice. That my favorite, I think my favorite scene is when they all, uh, spoilers, they all (laughs) turn their backs. Yeah. On the man. That's, that's a great moment. I definitely think that has a lot more power on stage. Yes, that that definitely did. It's still cool to see on the film, and like I could get it, but it it it, it, it I don't know. It's when it's on film, it was actually it was a little funnier. <laughs> There's just something about it that's just really like <laughs> it's just it's just weird. Yeah, it 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 couldn't achieve the same thing that uh they were trying to do in the fir- in the stage version when you did when you did your um adaptation were you doing it like uh in the like the 50s period or did you modernize it at all 
Uh, we did it in the 50s style. We you were did all in the, 50s. in the yeah, tweed suits or flannel suits and uh, very hot. It was very hot on that stage, so that helped with the sweating. Yeah, I mean, was that on purpose or is it just a stage? Yeah, no, we, we kind of, I mean, it was, it was a bit on purpose. I mean, the stage was shrunken a bit, you know, for the, to give that office feel. Yeah. But, um, yeah, yeah, it was, it was cramped and bright and hot. Yeah. yeah. I, now you, so you, you said you haven't seen the reboot, have you? Not, not from 1997. No, I, yeah. I believe there was a, a, t, a series version made also in the two thousands or something. Though I don't know about a series. I mean, I've only seen the, I've only seen the remake mm-hmm. and it, it was interesting. Like you, like you, like we had, you have some real like stars in there. It was Jack Lemmon, George C. Scott. Oh, hmm. oh, the guy, the guy that was in American Crime Story, who played uh, OJ's lawyer, Johnny Cochran. Okay. Oh, I forget his name. He was incredible. But yeah, it still works. It's still like a solid film. Oh yeah. Probably even more I so feel- today than ever. Yeah. Hey, one thing, it was more interesting to have like people of different color because then when somebody's like uh, prejudice starts to come out, it has a much deeper meaning than tw- than just 12 white guys. Right. Well, I guess it yeah. was 11. The, the guy that comes from, I think the guy that comes from like the poorer. Yeah, yeah, he's era, supposed I, to be a yep, different so. ethnicity. Yeah. It was hard to tell in the black and white film. I wasn't sure. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> yeah. What was like um if there if there was one thing that you would change in the screen adaptation, what would it be? Ooh. We're talking about uh the 1957 one since I haven't seen the other one. Yeah, I was gonna say, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what would I change? I don't yeah. know if I would have uh changed anything i loved the camera angles and pieces um mm, honestly bro i don't i don't think i can think of anything that i would change actually it's it's captivating maybe to put it in color (laughs) maybe honestly what was it 1957 i know i think roman holiday came out like maybe 56 and that was so close to having color they're so mm. close. They la- like last last minute they decided not to because it was cheaper. Uh, yeah, yeah. I actually like it. I I I think I like it in black and white though. That's just something. Uh, hmm. And if they if they did a remake, I think it would be interesting to have it in black and white. Do it in black and white again. Interesting. Yeah. That's cool. I mean, yeah. some movies do that. Like the um, uh, I know there was there's a version of Logan. In black and white. Huh. Yeah, yeah. And, and still things and that Mad come Max in black Fury and white. Sure. That's in black but, and white, is it? Um, they... like there are there are versions you can watch. Okay. I see. But I yeah. think it would be something quite poignant with Twelve Angry Men. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, man, there's nothing I can think of that I would change. Usually I would have an opinion, but um I don't I think it I think it might be it might or I, I don't know if this would work for the show. I kind of would love to see the see the kid. Mm, mm-hmm. That's accused. Maybe, but maybe that, but but maybe that just doesn't work. Maybe that's just like 
you know, Wait, as, so like, say it again, you would member, like to I would like to see the kid that's been accused of the murder. Oh, they do, they do show him for a brief moment in the very beginning. They did? Yeah. Um, that was him? You must have been getting popcorn or something, bro. No, I'm kidding. Oh, no. Oh, no, okay. Uh, I, need to find, I need to find the time within this. <laughs> I'll just... <laughs> Nobody's gonna... No, I wouldn't worry. Who played the kid? I don't know, but he was a, he was a young guy. And actually, he... He does a good job too because all it does is show his face once and the look that – I don't know where they found him. But this look that he gives of – you can see in his eyes that he knows that his fate is in their hands. I don't know what they told this guy to get that across. But he, he does a good performance through his eyes for just like three seconds. It's unbelievable. For me, this has been the the best – uh, this has been the best film that I've watched on the podcast yet for the podcast. Doesn't nice. and I think it comes from the fact that it was a teleplay. The fact that it was it was it it was it was written for film, but it's also but it was also a stage play. Mm. So it was like it's just, I think it's a perfect balance between the two mediums. Oh yeah. Yeah, it definitely was. I will ask you, Alan. Stage or screen, which do you prefer for twelve? Oh boy! <laughs> yeah, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna be honest and go with screen. Um, while the while the stage has a lot of moments that are really good that you can't bring uh, to to the to the film to the small screen, the screen has another character. It has another performer, and that's the camera. The camera catches these amazing angles like we said coming from the high the medium range the close-up and then just panning between two guys you know and then cutting to another person immediately catching their reaction bouncing back and then just bringing in that like you said claustrophobia when it comes in tight and showing a bead of sweat come down like a juror number four who said he never sweats and then all of a sudden it zooms in on that bead of sweat like 15 minutes later and you're like, yeah. ah, I wouldn't have caught this on stage. And he wipes that across and it just said, spoke volumes of th- that person's character at that moment. I think the camera is a, a 13th performer that, you know, isn't on That's, stage. Wow. You know what? I was going to say, I was going to say I'd prefer it on the stage, but you know, you're <laughs> right. I don't think... And it's literally just because of this this specific film. It is just such a classic. Yeah. It was so well done. It's very hard to beat because of that yeah. camera. Right. Yeah. Maybe the... <laughs> well, I guess, you know, if someone's holding the camera, there were 13 men in the room. What was his, what was his opinion? <laughs> they should what turn to the camera opinion? and ask, like, <laughs> guilty or not guilty, and then the camera shakes his head... <laughs> there's that there's the change we could make yeah that's beautiful <laughs> <laughs> oh so dumb okay awesome yeah usually usually on this um there's usually a lot more problems with the screen adapted play yeah i can imagine i would agree so there was less critiques to go through <laughs> it's like how do i <laughs> critique a perfect film right <laughs> yeah but we did it yeah yeah so, 
We, okay, so now I'm going to, we're going to do something called the Proust Questionnaire, which was originated by Bernard Pivot. If you're okay. familiar with Inside the Actors Studio, a little bit. These are the Actors Studio questions. Oh boy. They're really fun. They're like not, um, well, like some of them are profound, but they're pretty easy. We'll just go for it. We'll just cool. go through it. Okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah. First thing that comes to your head, Alan, what is your favorite word? Mm, um, beneficial. What is your least favorite word? Uh, exasperated. <laughs> oh, what trait do you admire the most? Um, persistence. What trait do you admire the least? Uh, vanity. What sound or noise do you love? Um, mm, that's a tough one, dude. Uh, probably more quiet, like, like birds. Nice. What sound or noise do you hate? Uh, lots of cars. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, you live in LA. Yep. (laughs) Okay. What is your idea of happiness? Uh, doing what you love with the people that you love. Oh. <laughs> what profession other than your own would you like to attempt? Being an astronaut. I want to join Space Force or something. Oh, I really want to. I can't wait to watch Space Force. <laughs> I like counting the days. Are you talking about the TV <laughs> show or are you talking about actual Space Force? All of it. I'll, di- I'll take whatever comes, man. As long as it can get get out there. <laughs> <laughs> nice. You can For real, be an no, astronaut. I would, I would love to go into space, dude. I would, if they were going to Mars, I'd be down. I'd be in the front of the line. I remember hearing about this, um, like, I don't know if it's true, but I think it's like a deal. Like, Elon Musk and Tom Cruise, they've been trying to work on, like, creating a film that's filmed in space. Interesting. I don't know if that's huh. true. It's the first time I've heard about it. I'll have to- I'll yeah. look it up, yeah. Maybe it's a myth, I don't know. Anyway, uh, we'll what, see. Profession, <laughs> what profession would you not like to do? Ooh, banking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates? Good job. Nice. I'm imagining like the uh, I'm imagining like the dogma Jesus that's kind of like got his fingers pointed out like good job. I've never seen it. Okay. Are you oh, talking about you... the film? Yeah, the film. Matt Damon, Ben Affleck. Yeah. Oh man. Right. It's okay. It's Alan Rickman plays mm. an angel called Megatron. <laughs> I need to check it out. Yeah, you do. <laughs> no, it's okay. Oh, sorry. Okay, all right, all right, all right. so we now got our game of the week. We're going to play uh, Shakespeare Roulette, where oh, I will boy. ask you, Alan, to perform a Shakespearean monologue, and I'm going to give you a vocal change in a prior moment that's chosen by me. Uh-oh. <laughs> okay. Tell us, what monologue have you brought with us today? Um... One of them that I did, Shakespearean, in Bristol at the Old Vic was uh, Henry V 
Act Three, Scene Three, where he's outside that uh, that town, um, giving them a proposition to uh, surrender. Oh, nice, awesome. Okay, so your vocal change will be because I know you can do it. <laughs> oh boy, I want you to do. Uh, I I want you to be. I want you to have the voice of Brad Pitt. From Fight Club, <laughs> Brad Pitt from Fight Club. Yeah, I want you to do it oh. because I saw you do that commercial. I saw you do that commercial, and I it just. Uh, when I saw that, I thought, um, I thought it was the movie for like the first five seconds. That's the genius. No, you did. I absolutely <laughs> did. I absolutely because it's behind you and it's going in. I hadn't. I didn't know that was you. I didn't know oh, that was. Oh man, you. it was that good. I was just okay. Yeah, I was just speaking. I don't. Yeah, I, I give it my best. <laughs> I I believe in you. You can do it. You can do it. I've seen you perform, ish, ish. Yeah, in lo- little clips, I guess. Next time you do a show, you got to invite me. You've come to enough <laughs> enough of my shows. <laughs> Deal. And then I and then I take so long to get changed. Like I never I can never, <laughs> I never see you after. Oh, I know. That's right. I didn't get a. We didn't get a chance to catch up after that. Like, but we like did after. Never. No, but it's fair. I mean, one time we had some kids coming around. Like a youth group came, so we had we were taking pictures with them. Huh. That was that's one cool. time. That was really nice of you. Yeah. Yeah, it was really. Yeah, yeah. No, it's it, it's it's nice. It just like it would be nice. Like also the other people that come see. It's a shame we don't get to see see them all the time. Yeah. Back that's to okay. you. Oh boy. So your prior your prior moment is, okay, you're okay. having the worst shower of your life that is both too okay. hot and too cold. It's like it's it's like you're in living hell. Okay. So Brad Pitt voice from Fight Club. And you're having the worst shower of your life. Oh Do you man. regret coming on? Do you regret coming on the show? Yeah, I did about five minutes ago. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Um, okay, and, uh, usually I'd have to watch something before I imitate it, so this, I haven't seen Fight Club in years, so, well, we'll see what happens. First of all, <laughs> Fight Club, you don't talk about Fight Club. <laughs> Ooh, that was really good. It was okay. No. It was, it was not okay. <laughs> well, like, I need to watch something, too. I don't have it in front of me. <laughs> the, the closest I have is you. <laughs> Ah, whatever. <laughs> and hot it. and cold. So shower gets hot and cold, like uh, just it's shocking. Like it's burning you, and then it's freezing you. Okay. All right, here goes. How long's it got to be? I'll just read this. Uh, it's like looks like a little two pager. If I were to do it from my, I'll, I'll like. Um, if you can find like a natural ending, otherwise, if it goes, if it goes like over time, then I'll I'll say time. <laughs> Okay, that sounds good. Yeah, because I don't remember how long it was when I used to do it. Okay, here we go. Until I lose my interest. (laughs) Good. That sounds good. All right. How yet resolves the governor of the town. This is the last parlay that we will admit. Therefore, to our best mercy, give yourselves. We're like to men proud of destruction... Defy us to our worst, for as I am a soldier, a name that in my thoughts becomes me best, 
If I begin the battery once again, I will not leave the half-achieved Harfleur till in her ashes she lie buried. The gates of mercy shall be all shut up, and the fleshed soldier rough and heart of heart in liberty of bloody hand shall range. The conscience white as hell, mowing like grass your fresh fair virgins and your flowering infants. Oh my what god. What is it? Huh? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> This has got to be so uh, good at it. rated. It's sorry. I'm so sorry. Let's no. cut it right there. That's oh. we got it. Oh my god. <laughs> oh no, I ruined it. Oh, I can't. No, keep no, that. that was perfect. Is that even legal? I mean, do we gotta give this a rating and uh, uh, an NP, whatever? Why? Rating? Oh, For I what? don't know. It's Shakespeare. Yeah, Shakespeare is it? Who's copywriting Shakespeare? Okay. He's dead, Alan. He's not coming back. <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, are kids listening to this thing? Because uh, it just only gets bloodier. So we would. Uh, I think that's a good stop Bloody before it gets too. Fine. Okay, I don't think I think Shakespeare's fine. That was I like. I'm kind of like got. I kind of got goosebumps. That You're was cracking crazy. me up, dude. That was like you just became. You're like, oh, I don't know if I could do Brad Pitt, man. Well, halfway through, I forgot about the hot and cold shower, and it like it was I know, like a, I know. It was, oh whoops, an oh whoops like, moment. It was like a it's like an eighties action hero, like trying to like <laughs> because suddenly you talk like this. <laughs> I loved you it. Talk like this. It was fun. Cool. It was fun. Yeah. Good job. <laughs> I I feel like I feel like you, I feel like you escaped doing more by me. Yes. <laughs> Breaking up. You know, I was looking for that exit. <laughs> I know, I know you were looking for that exit. <laughs> a lot of, uh, I feel like half my guests on this show are like looking for an exit. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I could sit here all day, sh- you know, shooting, shooting it around with you. So I'm not looking for an exit from talking to you, bro. I appreciate Never. that. I appreciate <laughs> that. Well, Anyway, that is our exit. Thank you for joining us, Alan, on the show. Uh, Where can we find you on social media? Thanks for having me. If anyone's Um, interested. Yeah. Every, well. And they will be. I was going to say, everyone is interested. No. Um, If anyone is interested. If anyone is interested. Everywhere online, I'm just Alan Williamson. A-L-L-E-N-W-I-L-L-I-A-M-S-O-N. So, I'm pretty boring (laughs) with the names. (laughs) I need to get a monosyllabic name, man. One syllable, first name, one syllable, last name. I need to do that. Al son. But it sounds like Allison. Yeah. Well, mm. I'll come up with a new name. Yeah. What do you go by? Do you go by Oliver or Ollie online on stuff? Um uh so my Instagram is at OE Boone. Oh which my middle name's Edward. Yeah. Ed Boone is the he's the guy that made Mortal Kombat. Ooh. So I wouldn't be able to use my middle name, really. What are you on IMDb? I am on IMDb. It's no, Oliver. what's your what's your name? Oh, it is Oliver, not Ed. No. Okay. And my and my equity is Oliver as well. Okay. Okay. But like, I, I like people can call me whatever, you know. It's not in a way for me. It's like it's not up to me. And people say I don't know how to spell Ollie because I do. I mix it up. I change it up. Whatever I'm feeling, it'll be like O L I O L L Y O L I E. Yeah. Uh huh. I've I remember that. I, I think I called you Ollie back then. Yeah. In school. Yeah. Most I most people do. Yeah. Well, anyways, this has been 
Theatre Meets Critic. Please follow Ooh. our Instagram at Theatre Meets Critic and check out our website at theatremeetscritic.com for reviews, editorials, and interviews. Okay, nice. thank you very much. Goodbye. Theatre, actors, LA, New York, Paris, Berlin. Theatre Meets Critic.